This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. As Aucklanders spend their first full day back in Alert Level 3 and the rest of the country in a Level 2, and we await to hear... Uh, over the next day or so, what might be coming next? Anxiety levels among many are naturally on the rise. How can parents help their children with mental well-being? What are some strategies to offer? Sparklers is an online well-being resource for teachers, which was created by the All Right campaign following the Canterbury earthquakes to support child well-being. When COVID struck in March, Sparklers at Home was launched for parents and children. Anna Mowat from Sparklers says there are a lot of techniques and tips that can work for families at home. Anna, good morning. Hello, Catherine. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Tell me a little bit more about Sparklers and its origins. So Sparkers was created um, post the Canterbury earthquakes here um, and where it was a response to teachers and professionals working in schools wanting to support um, Tamariki but um, with things like anxiety and um, emotional dysregulation that they were seeing and we were really keen to, to support them and help teachers out but we were also really keen not to do something specific for those children because we, you know, mental health and well-being, everyone has it. Um, and um, we, we think that one of the best things that we, we can do is understand our mental health and well-being. And that, that was our mission, really. What is it that we learned from the earthquakes about the particular impacts of big events like this beyond our normal life events, which we all have to learn to navigate when something large and unpredictable arrives like this, affecting a lot of us. What is it we've learned about its particular impacts on children? I think um, the Christchurch earthquakes have taught us that there's lots of things that we can do as parents to support our kids well. Um, and, and basically we are their greatest mentors and um, advocates in that. Um, I think, too, that what's kind of beautiful about the Christchurch earthquakes, and, and, and it's strange to be saying that, is that um, it's been a learning opportunity. Um, we know that life throws us curveballs sometimes, and, um, and and we know as an outcome of that, that that we can cope and we can manage and... Um, and that you know, and and while some of this stays with us, it's not it's not all negative. Yeah. So not all negative, but some of the skills that you used at that time obviously are now being um, trans translated more broadly. Uh, I actually think you've had a recent evaluation done on on some of the Sparkless program running in several schools. Can you tell me a little bit more first about what you've been doing in schools, and then we'll talk about what you found. So Sparkers is a website um, full of uh, wellbeing activities that teachers run inside of um, their classroom with their kids. Um, and what we had an evaluation um, done in over eight weeks here, um, and it was a qualitative study of two Christchurch schools and then a nationwide online survey, um, which com- was completed by 137 teachers. And the results are pretty remarkable. I'm um, I'm I'm stoked um, uh, in that we know that um, like the, the figures are. Uh, a large 99% believe that Sparkers reduce antisocial behaviours, including bullying. 
Um, we know 93% that um, said that using structures has helped create an emotionally supportive classroom. Um, and we know that 74% said that Spark has helped regulate um, emotions and energy levels inside of the classroom, and that's exactly what we were hoping for. So what is it that you target? You can come at trying to help young people from different ways. Some might be therapeutic, say. Yours is more the building blocks for everyone yeah. to learn to understand and manage emotions. Would that be fair? It is, yeah. So, so you know, we came at it thinking, what is it that 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 children what would be good for children to know, um, and what they need to know in order to kind of regulate emotions, for example, is they need to know that emotions are normal. So, there's lots of activities around, you know, normalising emotions and and um, understanding them and giving words for them. Um, and then we also need to know they also need to know um, some strategies about those big emotions that are difficult. Um, uh, so, for example, tummy breathing, um, and you see all those in there. Um, we also focus on things that make us feel good, like, for example, friendships and um, having fun. And uh, those are um, all focus uh, points inside of Sparks as well. So all of the activities have have those as a kind of uh, core, core outcome. We want kids to feel good and um after, after having done sparkles, and that seems to be the case. Um, but it also means that what we've seen too is that, and we see that inside of the evaluation, is that they're taking the strategies that they're learning inside of the classroom through sparkles, and then teachers said that they're also seeing them, you know, played out on the, in the playground as well, which, which is really lovely. That's kind of that ongoing, lifelong learning. Yeah. What are some of the activities um, that can happen at home that are part of building this? What are some of the things that, that parents can do with kids? Um, so some of the activities... So, so, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about Auckland at the moment and, and, and how hard this might seem right now. Um, but I think one of the important things will be to try and find some fun, a sense of fun. And so if they go to Sparklers and have a look at Sparklers at home, they'll see, a, you know, they'll see some activities um, that they want to try out. And my advice would be choose the ones that you think that will work for your family. So, for example, there's a pirate play one where everyone pretends to be pirates and it's just kind of running around having, you know, following instructions and working as a team. Um, there's, there's quiet ones there where you sit down and, and you work out um, your pipiha and have a look at your, um, you know, your um, papa and things like that. And you can do that as a family. There's, there's, all, there's ones there where you, if you've got a slide in the backyard or you can make a slide on your back steps or whatever. Um, it talks about, um, uh, it's called sliding emotions, obviously. And it talks about how our emotions build and how they rise, um, just like they build. And when we walk up the steps to a slide, and then um, how they, sorry, not rise, how they dissipate when we slide down, we let go, yeah, that kind of thing. So all of those, are, they are activities that actively teach strategies um, but also help kids feel good. Let's talk about what's happening at the moment with COVID then. Actually, before that, let's talk about what you did in March. Obviously, we're, you know, only about... 20 hours, I think, past finding out that we what, what Auckland is already in and, and waiting to see what, what happens beyond yeah. this immediate yeah. period. But but what? how did you click in specifically in March with what you'd learned previously 
and um, give ideas to families around that first full-on lockdown. Because I guess the difference is that was such a shock. Like, there's many things going on. There's the yeah. personal stresses yeah. on households, financial stresses on households and businesses and all these things that parents have to try mm. and deal with um, yeah. while looking after children and protecting them from the worst of it. But for everyone, whatever their circumstance, there was a shock value to that first yeah. event. And what were some yeah. of the, the tips that you gave around it? Um, what did we say? We said, um, look after yourself. Um, keep connecting with friends and family. Um, do things that you enjoy still, like reading or exercising. Um, we said also, and the biggie is cut yourself some slack. <laughs> um, we're not always going to get this right and um, and good enough. And this is is absolutely perfect. Um, and yeah, and I think the other thing that we continue to say to parents in this is that if it's been a tough day. Um, try not to dwell on that tough times happen, um, and just you know, I I always think I always try to think of one thing I can do differently tomorrow that will that will you know make make that day better, or one one thing I can do in the next hour that will make that next hour better. Um, so I think yeah, I think Sparks at Home is a, a very light touch approach. It gives um, parents. Um, ideas of what to do but it's also um, I hope I hope that it's also empathetic I'm a parent too um, I know how tough that was in lockdown sometimes but I also know there was there was some fun and I also know that there were some calm moments and some moments that you know that that I don't want to give up because they were, you know were imminently special yeah. Not cut, cut yourself some slack is a big one because a lot of people stressed about schooling and trying to somehow replicate what could happen in the classroom. Yeah. And really yeah. what mattered most, the educators said at that time, was just, um, you know, be con- you know connect with your kids. As you say, have fun with your kids. It's a different yeah. kind of experience, a different kind of learning. It doesn't have to be. Make sure you're up to page 46 in some textbook. Actually... Being able to treat it as a unique experience and yeah. perhaps a, a unique moment in your time with your child, um, for better or worse, gave some people, as you say, some positive experiences or perhaps some easier experiences than others. Yeah, that's right. I think we're not, te- I'm not a teacher. <laughs> and my, my children will tell you that. Um, and I think that, yeah, it's it's just about. I mean, kids are learning from us anyway. Um, so try, you know, um, decide the things that you're able to help them with um, if they've got some sort of um, home learning um, structure in place um, and decide the things that you know that they can work independently on and decide the things that, you know, um, if it's a tough day that you can just give up on, you know, are not going to happen today. You know, I found that I was working during the week it was hard for me to um, keep up with home learning. So some of our home learning or a lot of our home learning would actually happen the weekends when the pressure was off for me. Kids take, their, um, kids take their cues from parents. And again, you can either get all stressed about um, what, what's happening, you know, in, in a school day or what, whether there's been a, pro, you know, a productive day, <laughs> or they will take the cue that actually let's just hang out for whatever time we've yeah. got and... Yeah. 
and and not try to uh, to overachieve. On this new situation now that's come very quickly upon Auckland, upon Rotorua, um, and the wait and see that the rest of us are in. Um, what what's your tips this time about how to talk to kids because they will have they will have their particular questions. And when yeah. you are talking about what they are now picking up from the news or the fact that they're back home from school again in Auckland when they thought that was done, what's yeah. a, what are some of the talking points or approaches you suggest for parents? Um, I think we need to follow our children's leads in this, answer their questions as they come up and be confident with the answers that we give them. But it's, it's an opportunity to be you know, curious with them too. Um, it's okay not to know all the answers, um, but I would I would say um, maybe head to um, the, the real information, for example, Ministry of Health website, um, and concentrate on what you can do. You know, what can we do here? What can we manage? We can manage washing our hands and, um, you know, um, and staying in our bubbles and following those sorts of rules. Um, and know too that that's, that's making a greater difference and a bigger difference for the for the rest of us in New Zealand. And boy, do we thank you for that. Um, I think uh, try be careful about not over reassuring kids because that can make them worry more. Um, if that makes sense, um, the more we say, "Don't worry about it," or you know, um, um, it'll you know it'll be fine, and keep keep saying that to them, the more they think that there's something to actually worry about. Um, keeping to routines will be really important for kids um, and keeping things as normal as possible. Um, and I just think, um, yeah, again, just be real in it. Um, don't, don't, don't search for perfection. It doesn't exist. And, and, and your kids just need you. They just need you to be a safe, calm person in this. If you've got a particular worry, Water, is that very much the case? They, they almost... Uh, intuit where you're at yeah. as much yeah. as as the words. And if you can project calm, no matter what you might be feeling about the situation you're in <clears throat> or the yeah. household is in, if you can project calm, they often read that as much as any words. Yeah, that's right. And and again, it's, it's good learning for us all, isn't it? Is that actually, you know, we, we, we can feel um, uneasy and topsy-turvy on the inside, but we can still pro- project and look like um, we're calm and we've got this, and that will be important for our for our, ch- for our children to be seen right now. Yep. Many of these activities on your website are they age p- specific? I love the faces game, which is just drawing and sharing emotions based on a very simple picture that you draw on a post-it note. Yeah, thank you. Um, they, sorry, I forgot. What was the question? Um, <laughs> are, they age, are they age specific? That seems like an ideal one for younger children. Yeah, that's right. So the what we've done is it is so Sparkles itself is a primary school um, resource. So from ages five through to generally around uh, twelve or thirteen. But we know that parents and teachers are creative, and they will um, you know change up the activities to meet the ages and stages of their kids. Yeah. So um, with that faces game. You know, I know that some teens have played that with their younger siblings and had a lot of fun, you know. Um, uh, so, so yeah, just w- whatever works, as I say, go back to what what you think um, will work in your family and, um, and you feel confident trying 
Some of them are yeah. team building exercises, um, the sensory poetry. I love that. What's that about? So that's actually talking about all our different physical senses, which is a very nice way of understanding our emotions. It is. So, so basically, sensory uh, poetry, is, it's a bit of a mindfulness exercise, actually. It's a, it's a, um, so it's about really engaging with what it is, with our senses, what it is we can see and smell and taste and, um, and hear, and then creating a poem from that um, or creating a piece of work from that. So it's actually uh, steeped in mindfulness. Um, and then um, extends that to doing an an activity, I guess, yeah, yeah. A lot of these also, several of them, deal with breathing. So there's magic minute, uh, there's other tummy breathing exercises as well. This is an innate skill for all of us, isn't it, in calming our nervous system. And it's funny that we might think about it for ourselves, great to teach our kids how to do it because you, you get so hyped sometimes. You know, a little one is so hyped that they can barely breathe. <laughs> this, this, you know, know. There's almost a, a physical kind of eruption of what they're feeling. Yeah. So at what age can you teach a child to try and control their own breathing or do some exercises? Oh, as young as possible, you could start that with, you know, I mean, when we hold a baby to our chest, basically we're regulating their breathing. Um and so, you know, and the we can, you know, we can do this with two-year-olds, for example, um, and we don't spend enough time or energy um, on breathing and how important it is. Uh, we know that when we breathe properly right down into our tummy, it engages our vagus nerve and then um, that tells our brains to calm down. So it's a great strategy uh, for anybody that's feeling excited, as you say, Who's feeling anxious, um, or um, or who who is dysregulated in any way? It's a great thing to be doing. There's fantastic apps out there to help kids to do that. I know there's a lovely Sesame Street one uh, for young kids. Um, but I, yeah, but I would always, if if anyone's got a kid that has that becomes dysregulated, teach them to breathe properly and do that when they're they're calm. Lots of team building, physical stuff as well, like up and down, where you've got to do the back to back lifting thing and um, or dipping thing, um, uh, and cooperate as a pair. And actually, that physical outlet, it's interesting, isn't it? Again, in a lockdown situation, um, uh, stuck at home situation, where even physical exercise was, you know, round the block or whatever. These are quick ways to. Um, actually deal with physical energy as well as have a bit of a laugh and a bit of cooperation. And is is there lots of that, lots of ways you can physically connect in your bubble and um, um, get rid of some physical excess, but also just that connection of working with someone, working as a team? Yeah, that's absolutely right. You've you've nailed that. And the important thing in that too is that we know that in our bubble, what happens is that um, we can go into conflict and siblings will will do that as well. So those activities are great ones for parents to use um, in order to um, try and encourage the the relationships between the siblings. Working together activities will overcome those kind of, uh, uh, that sort of conflict. Where were they all sourced, Anna? There's a there's a large range of activities of all kinds, and yeah. and where were they sort of sourced over time? 
So um, we talk to teachers all the time about the sorts of things that they'd love to, you know, love to have available in their classrooms or what it is that they'd love their, their kids to know about. And so we use that um, as a bit of inspiration, I guess. And then there's um, myself and um, a couple of others. Uh, I have a background in psychology. Um, I utilise the um, school-based mental health team a lot. Um, and what we do is we figure out ways that we can teach um, a strategy. So, for example, it might be tummy breathing or it might be mindfulness or it might be cooperation. How can we teach that in an engaging and fun way? And so we just come up with ideas. Then we go back to the teacher and go, would you try that? Would, do you think that would work? Um, and they will give us some feedback around that. And then um, and then we, 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 you know, then it's up. That's the beautiful thing about it being an online tool. It's very malleable. We can change it as we need to. We can adapt it as we need to. And teachers give us feedback a lot. Um, and so, and we always look to incorporate that because they're the experts here. Yeah. Super stuff. Thank you very much, Anna Mowat from Sparklers.